Hello, and welcome to Hungry Knolls Eat the Rich. I am ZW Garth. You can call me Zach. I am the designer of Hungry Knolls Eat the Rich, and I will be your GM this evening. I am joined today by some of my favorite players in the world, some of my favorite people to play role-playing games with, and I am so glad that they made time out of their very busy schedules to join me to play my silly little game of eating fascists. So thank you so much for joining me, everybody. Uh, Hungry Knolls Eat the Rich is currently kickstarting. If you are listening to this in February of 2023, it is a rules light two stat role playing game of uh, community minded hyena folk who are determined to save their island city state by eating the fascists that have taken it under their control and are destroying it. It's a game of uh, violence, chaos, and helping your neighbor. And I think it's pretty fun. So if you're interested, check it out at bit.ly forward slash hungry zine. Now I'm going to turn it over to my players for the evening. If you could introduce yourself and share your uh, name, your pronouns, anything that you want to plug or pitch, and uh, if you could then tell us a little bit about the knoll that you're bringing to the table this evening. Uh, I'm going to start with the top of my screen is Zach B. Hey everyone, I'm Zach B. Um, pronouns he, him. Um, plugging something. I guess heart points. I, mean, <laughs> I worked with uh, Zach on heart points, uh, so those episodes still up, so go listen to heart points. Um, I am playing uh, the Noel Fjarki. Um, Fjarki is the newbie of the group. Um, I think Fjarki's bounced around the community a little bit, um, tried different odd jobs and nothing really stuck. So someone handed him a mace and uh, sent him out into the uh, into the world. So that is Fjarki. Awesome. Thank you, Zach. Uh, I'm thinking I might put this up in the heart points feed. Would that be OK? Yeah. Okay. Well, then people just listen to the other episodes that you're seeing like below this. Yeah. One day, one day, heart points will be back in some form for real. Uh, continuing across my stream, we have Tori. Hi, all. I'm uh, Victoria or Tori. I use she, her pronouns. You can find me on Twitter, though I don't tweet. <laughs> I'm at some, S O M E. Tourist, T O R I S T. Maybe by the time this comes out, I will have like rejoined Twitter, but given everything, probably not. Not worth <laughs> um, it. Uh, outside of that, I'm, um, I work in the sort of like libraries, academic library space. So um, I'm always looking to connect with, with folks in that arena. Uh, I guess Twitter is your best way to go, though, because I gave you that. That's the contact information I gave you. Um, Today, I am playing Urtuk, who also uses she, her pronouns. Urtuk is the defender of our uh, group. And I haven't, I haven't fleshed out like all of her backstory, but so far what I'm thinking is that she is like the third eldest of a very large family. Um, and so, and I think that experience of being the third eldest kid of many kids, perhaps informs a lot of her choices. Awesome. I love that. That's a very interesting 
position to be in. Like I, I can already like picture characteristics of the third eldest of many kids as an oldest myself. I like also as an oldest, I'm like, what if she's the third of like 12? <laughs> I feel like you get like all of the most stressful aspects if you're like, <laughs> yeah, you're like in the upper third, but also you're a middle child. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's rough. Uh, and James, if you could introduce yourself, please. Hi, I'm James. He, him. Um, you can find my music at neonshutter.bandcamp.com. And I'm also Neon Shutter on Twitter. I am playing E.G. Uh, Noel, he, him. E.G. is the engineer of the group. Um, he's larger than the average Noel, which people see as intimidating, or as other Noles might see intimida as intimidating. But he prefers to be more of a community person than a fighter, despite his size. Um, he likes to take things that the Knolls steal from the rich and use it to make things for other people, hence his engineer background. So he likes to do hands-on work and kind of craft things. So that's EG. Awesome. Thank you uh, all for sharing your characters with us. So... We started this evening, we went over our lines and veils. Lines and veils are a very important aspect of Hungry Knolls Eat the Rich because this is, at its core, a game about resisting fascism. And fascism can obviously take very many forms that is not fun to play with for some people. Uh, this is a game of resisting fascism, but we want it to stay within the realm of fun and engaging for us as players so it's really important that we start our especially our campaign and every session with lines and veils to make sure that the issues that we are going to be fighting against that we are going to be resisting are things that are interesting and fun for us to deal with and not upsetting for us to deal with we're also playing with the X card on the table if ever anything comes up that we don't want to engage with that we're not cool with uh, please send me a message uh, or s raise your hand. Say, you know, you're tapping the X card. We will rewind to just before that element was introduced. No questions asked and go in a different direction. Um, and also we're playing with the open table policy. If for any reason you need to leave, you can go. Just peace out. It's cool. We're playing a game. It doesn't need to be stressful. Uh, so with that on the table... Hungry Knolls Eat the Rich is a game of these hyena folk that are living in the city of Tear. The three of you live in the city. It has been your home for your entire lives. And in fact, you've probably never left the island. If you have left, it was for a very short period of time. And since then, it's become even harder to get off the island as House Cyrene, the authoritarian self-named god kings of the island, have tightened control and are making it even more difficult for the average tear citizen to leave as knolls you are heavily community-minded uh the greatest sin to a knoll is to hoard while others do not have what they need and you see that everywhere lately it has become a pile of tinder which requires only a match to set off in your mind it's been a struggle and 
the three of you have picked up weapons. Whether or not you have used them against House Cyrene and their sycophants, maybe you haven't gone that far yet. But uh, you've started kind of, you have banded together as a group with the understanding that you aren't going to let your neighbors get pushed around anymore. And it's become lately even more stressful as the city has fallen into a terrible heat wave. The north winds that generally bring a cool breeze from the ocean into the city have stopped and they've stopped for about a week now and it has just gotten hotter and hotter the cobblestone streets are just emitting waves of heat uh you see people are uh dunking cloths into the canals and the seawater and like like putting it over their windows to try to cool their homes uh everyone is getting really short everyone's getting really cranky and it is becoming a a really stressful place lately um because it is so hot uh and the three of you have gotten together and you are walking the canals um what is your what what was your goal for today it is we're gonna say that it's um getting on into the evening it's like late afternoon early evening it is hot and you are walking uh in the street along the canals on the sidewalk along the canals there are the many brightly colored homes on your one side and the canal on the other and uh you are in the you are in a sort of um a very busy densely populated district of the city um there's a lot of shops here there's a lot of uh restaurants uh food carts things like that all kind of densely packed in this uh semi-residential semi uh commercial neighborhood that runs along these intersecting canals and the three of you decided to to get together and go out what was like what's what was your goal for tonight what are you why are you getting together are you looking for uh quote-unquote trouble uh, are you trying to relax in the heat like what what's what's on your mind tonight um i think he's always looking for trouble but i don't think he quite knows what that means um i think maybe he's in the past he's gotten into a little bit too much quote-unquote trouble and um i imagine that's why he's maybe been hanging out with um these other two gnolls is because they're a little older they have a little more experience they're maybe a little bit more tempered um so i think i think fiarki is looking for a fight but he's not gonna be the one to bring that up um because it, he's probably been chastised for that in the past about being a little too uh a little too gung-ho i think on a similar note i think eg's disposition is to be more protective so he's like uh, if he sees like Fiarki going out, he's like, "All right, well, I'm gonna tag along, be sure everything's okay." Um, although he would probably rather leave the fighting to Urtic, but 
yeah, he, he it's more of a protective thing and also wouldn't hurt to bring some scrap back to the uh community. I think that's that's where Ertuk's mind is as well. Um I mentioned that she like has a large family and I think she's just sort of perpetually out quote unquote foraging <laughs> uh in the streets. Um and I think on top of that, I also wonder, um, I wonder, like, perhaps, like, there's some sort of community or neighbor, maybe a neighbor who's watching some of her younger siblings. And so in addition to, like, trying to look for things for her own family, she's also thinking about um, ways that she can um, help with, with the needs of that neighbor as well. Um, so she's sort of pulling double duty, just sort of head always on a swivel looking for things that have been been maybe so, someone someone a vendor looked away for a hot second and that's her time to strike that kind of thing nice so yeah y'all are making your way uh down the canal kind of keeping an eye out for opportunity for your various different goals something to bring home something to tinker with something to hit and uh, I think as you are, you're kind of making your way down the block, you hear a woman yelling, just shouting at somebody. And you can see up ahead on the other side of the canal, there is um, a Minotaur woman who is just just screaming at some dude Uh shouting yelling at him uh and you can't quite make out what's going on but you can see that a small crowd has started to gather up ahead and on the bridge that connects the canal there are uh two human men standing on the bridge kind of like their heads are darting around kind of very uh like they're on guard and you notice that they are wearing the blue kerchiefs uh, around their arm, one around their arm, the other around their neck of the uh, militia, the self-imposed militia, the uh, defenders of tear and uh, the bootlickers of House Cyrene. They are not official cops. They're just kind of self-declared citizens police. Um, and, uh, they are standing on this bridge, kind of keeping an eye out, looking out over, uh, as this Minotaur woman shouts at this man. Um, what do you want to do? Can we tell any, sorry, can we tell anything else about the man that she's screaming at? Like, does he have the kerchief on? So, yeah, as you get closer, you can see that uh, there there's a couple people involved in this kerfuffle. There's this large Minotaur woman who is shouting at uh, a man who uh, looks very looks uh, foppish. Um, in my head, he is played by Kelsey Grammer. And he is, uh, he's got his hair kind of slicked back. Um, he's, he's in his fifties 
and he is uh basically shouting insults back at this minotaur woman as she shouts at him and they're being kept apart by this by a militia man uh and there's a couple other militia men there uh there's also a human person uh who is standing nearby uh with their their face in their hands um and they are kind of they kind of keep reaching out to the minotaur and touching the minotaur and kind of like trying to uh connect with them in some way you can tell they are they are related to the minotaur in some way and are obviously very uncomfortable with with what is going on can we make out what they're saying or uh like what she's yelling at them i mean not from across the canal okay i think um i think you see fjarki twitch a little bit and uh i think maybe in the past his instincts would have been to just run into this situation i think i think he only sees this minotaur um who is seemingly in need of help <laughs> and uh, he's sort he's sort of ignoring all the context around it and he twitches a little bit but then i think he um he pulls back and he looks at the other two and he says she needs help we should do something let's uh let's go fuck it let's go <laughs> yeah 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 all right let's go and i, I think he EG just looks at eg he just kind of gives like a sleepy nod and just you know okay I, I think um I think I, I'm sort of in my head, I think I'm I'm thinking not only of like how we can help this woman, um, but also just thinking about how like kerfuffles are 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 prime for taking advantage of some So this is this seems like a win-win, I say. So the fastest way to get to this kerfuffle is uh across this bridge that is currently manned by two militiamen. They they don't own the bridge. It, uh, when we say kerfuffle, how <laughs> how um how committed to kerfuffling are we? Are you asking us? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's go full kerfuffle. Like how how hot how hot how hot are we going in? I think for 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 I already forgot my character's name for Urtuk <laughs> in particular. I think she's more thinking of like a let's see what's happening type thing, but mm. also like the folks on the bridge are just people on a bridge. Like they're not, they don't have like barriers up. That like there's no reason to think that we can't just go over there. This is this is our city as much as theirs. You know. Kind okay. Of thing. Yeah, yeah, that's good context because I think Fiarki thought the let's go was more like let's go knock some heads together. <laughs> I mean. I don't know if they're if they're talking about it. I think Urtuk is going to be like. I mean, I won't stop you. Cool. <laughs> and I think that's pretty much like par for the course. As y'all start approaching on the bridge, these two militiamen. One holds up his hands, and they're both carrying uh, these like long wooden poles. Uh, they don't seem to be armored in like much. They're not armed like y'all are armed, but they all they are armed. Uh, with these wooden poles, these wooden staffs. And when he holds up his hands, he goes, hey, Knowles, we don't want any trouble. Y'all can't cross the bridge here. 
and they point down a ways and they go, if you need to cross, you can head down that way. Um, I think Fjarki just doesn't stop moving. I think he takes whichever one is closest to him and he's just going to like grab him by the lapels and just like try and toss him off the bridge. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Perfect. Uh, that sounds like our first conflict, I think. So that sounds like a scale one conflict to me, uh, which means that you would need one success in order to toss this guy over the over the bridge. What, how does that sound to you? Sure. All right. So what that means is you are going to roll 1d10 and you need to roll under your hungry null number to act with violence under or equal to. Okay. Uh, so that you need to roll a six or less to succeed in tossing this, this militia man over the bridge. Cool. That was a one. All right. You do it. Uh, you grab this first guy and you pick him up by the lapels and you throw him over and he goes, oh! And he shouts, and you hear you just hear a splash. And the other militiaman goes, Hey, you can't do that. And he uh he lifts up the um uh he pulls back his staff and he's gonna bring it down on your back. Can I can I try to intercept his blow with, with my glaive? One hundred percent you can do that. <laughs> um what that sounds like a conflict again to me. Yeah. What scale do we think this sounds like? I could see it being a scale two if you wanted to go scale two. I'm also comfortable. Well, so after you deflect it, what are you going to, are you also trying to send him overboard? I think I'm trying to disarm him. Mm, okay. Uh, yeah, no, I'm just going to, I'm going to follow Fiarki's lead. I'm going to try to push him overboard. Zach, is there helping in this? There is not helping, but, okay. um, well, now I'm thinking about ways that we might be able to do helping because I've also been thinking about ways to do potential like PvP. If that ever comes up, I'm trying to think of ways. And I think what I'm actually going to end up doing is allowing you to use your rerolls for other people's tests if you want to help. Um, I haven't experimented with that yet. I haven't tried that yeah. out yet. But if we wanted to try it here, we could absolutely do that. I think generally helping changes the scale and it also changes what's available. Right. So if you wanted to help in some way, uh, we could have potentially just avoid a conflict entirely. I mean, my my method of, of helping was for uh, EG to just completely ignore everything and just start walking while the other was while the other guard was trying to intercept Urtic. Mm. Yeah, I'm trying Almost to like, like clear a he's path. He's like, wait a minute, what's going on? And they're having their conflict. He just starts walking around, like, all right, well, I'm going then. All right, that doesn't necessarily sound like it's going to mechanically affect okay. the the help, but I do like that you're kind of just getting ahead of of what's going on to approach the kerfuffle up ahead. Yeah, it, it was I kind love of that, that and hoping to distract a little bit, like take his yeah. attention. Yeah. All right, so. Victoria, your goal is to disarm or to, sorry, did we settle on disarm or send him overboard? I'm cool overboard. with either. Yeah, overboard. overboard. Let's make this a scale two test then and okay. see how that goes. Okay. So a scale two test means that you need two successes to uh, successfully. Uh, so I, and I, the, my reasoning for scale two, and you can, we can negotiate if you want. Uh, my reasoning for scale two is because there's kind of two parts to what you're trying to do. You're trying to block his strike and then send him over with your glaive. So I think this is a little more complex than just, you know, picking somebody up and tossing them. 
Yeah, that makes sense to me. I also think like, yeah, I was going to say, I wonder, like, do, is it at all impacted by the fact that like, this is the second in a series of attacks on the same group of people, like we're sort of escalating mm -hmm. the conflict in the space as well? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So two feels, so that means that I can fail once and still yes. keep rolling. Correct. Okay. All right. This is going to be my first time rolling this die on the table. Let me know if it's too loud and I can like roll somewhere else. Okay. Okay. That's a six. Is this and hungry that, or no? It is hungry because it's violence and your hungry null oh. number is eight. So you are very skilled yeah. at, at conflict. Uh, first so like that it's is violent. A, yeah. So I think with that first success, you easily... Yeah. Do you want to give me a little taste of like what it's like when you deflect just the deflection part of your action? Um, I think Urtuk is very familiar with her own glaive. So. Uh, 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 she already I was already starting to like draw the weapon um, and. Uh, I don't like seeing people in my squad get hurt like that's not okay so i think i just sort of like under underhand intercept the pole and i say um this is our bridge just as much as it is yours nice and now i'm going to try to like use that momentum to push him over the side of the bridge great i love that uh give me another test okay That's a 10. All right. So that is a fail. Yeah. Your your options here are you take the failure and then you describe how this part of the test failed for now. Um, the, the whole conflict isn't failed, but this this section of the conflict has failed. Or you can use an item. Or it, well, you have three options. You can use an item to reroll. Uh, you can add a detail and use it to reroll. Or you can incur an injury and use it to reroll. You have two items that you can use, two details that you can use, and one injury over the course of a mission, over a course of a, a scenario. So you can take that failure or you can use one of your rerolls. When um, In terms of details, is it details about myself, details about the conflict? Uh, details about the environment, although I would be open okay. to if uh, like, depending on what you're thinking about details about yourself, I'd, I'd totally be open to that. You know, we are we have new characters and we're kind of learning about them. So I think especially. Yeah, I think it could be a detail about yourself for sure. OK, let me roll. A, I think I'll, I'll take the failure and then see how the next roll goes. <laughs> OK, so uh, on a failed test, you described the failure how does uh how does this militiaman kind of push back against what you're trying to do oh no um i think he probably like i think he digs his feet in and his heels sort of brush up against the wall of the bridge which gives him a lot more leverage to push against my slave. Um,
sort of on either side of the bridge. Is Zach frozen for anyone else? Uh, he's back now, but he's muted. Oh, Zach, you're back. Yeah, there he is. I, yeah, it's a, yeah. I I'm having some internet problems, of course, on tonight of all nights. <laughs> I would have internet issues. Um, okay, classic. Uh, okay, but I think I think we got that. I I heard you kind of you know talking about him pushing back, right? Yeah, I think he's now trying. He he dug his feet into like right where the bridge meets the wall of the bridge, mm. like the half wall. And um, now it's trying to push me over the other side. Okay. Like pushing cool. me back across. Okay, so Great. I'm going to roll again. That's another 10! Oh, dang. All right. So do you want to use a reroll or do you want to take this failure? I'm not taking this failure. Not this early. No way. Um, is there a mechanical impact to the injury? Or what, let me ask it a different way. What is the impact of an injury? So the impact of an injury is uh, mechanically, you just can't take another injury. You're using up one of your rerolls. Narratively, it might affect how we decide on the scale of a conflict, if you can even engage in a conflict, um, how you can engage with the fiction moving forward. Um, it kind of depends on... Uh, the nature of the injury, which I would I would give you an injury. You would decide to take an injury, and I would give you an injury. Um, and it could be uh, it could be emotional, it could be physical, um, but it would be something that would affect your. Largely, would be about affecting the narrative. Okay. Um, before I decide what I do, the canal that we're over. Am I right in thinking that like the water is not especially like fast moving? Like it's mm -mm. it's okay. Yeah, like the the guy that uh, that Fiarki threw out over is already kind of like wading over to uh, to like a ladder that he can use to get up. Um, he like he's okay, but he is out of the fight. I imagine his pride has hurt more than anything else. Yeah, yeah. I know. I said that I wouldn't take the failure this early in the session, but also like the stakes seem pretty fine. Like I think. I think Urzak can swim. I grew up in, in the city, so I, I know how to swim in the canals. And also, it sounds like a very efficient way to get to the other side, actually. <laughs> to, like, fall in the water. Like, who needs a bridge? Just like um, the other guard. <laughs> uh, yeah, especially if the other guard is already, like, making his way out and doesn't seem like he's going to give me trouble, necessarily. Um I'll I'll take the failure. I'll be pushed overboard. Okay. All right. Yeah. So this uh oh uh yeah, so you get just you get to again describe the failure um as as this militiaman throws you overboard. Yeah, I think he just I don't know, maybe like maybe you know what? Maybe this guard can't swim and the fear in him of like he, he was like, no way am I gonna get pushed over, I won't survive. And so that survival instinct overcame him and he found the strength within to just like push me just through sheer force, um, push me against the wall uh, and then sort of my back tilted back. And then, and then I just fall into the, into the canal with a, with a plop. Yeah. Yeah. You, you fall, you hit with a big splash and uh, EG as you are approaching the kerfuffle with the, uh, with the Minotaur and the, the humans, um, they hear y'all's uh, little 
scrap and especially the big splash of uh, Urtuk falling in with all her gear. And uh, the conflict kind of stops for a second. The, their, their, kind of, their kerfuffle stops as the Minotaur and uh, the woman with her or the person with her uh, s- catch what's going on. You're approaching uh, this human person that's with the Minotaur walks over to uh, the canal uh, to kind of wait for uh, Urtuk. And the Minotaur catches you, e.g., as you're walking. Uh, the militiaman that threw uh, uh, Urtuk over is yelling at E.G. and Fjarki. Fjarki, I don't know what you want to do, but uh, let's give it a second as as E.G. approaches the the um this scene. You notice a couple things. Uh, the first thing that you notice is that the building that they are all standing in front of, and that there's a small crowd out in front of, is a pub. Um, it is, and I wrote it down, and now I don't know where i wrote it down uh it is uh the where did i write this down oh no uh it is the um north star pub it's the north star pub and there is a lot of noise going on inside uh you can hear the sound of glass breaking you can hear the sound of uh, furniture getting thrown about uh, and a lot of men yelling. And uh, as you approach and uh, this Minotaur clocks you and sees you coming up uh, and kind of makes a face like what now? Like you can tell she doesn't know what to make of what's going on. Um, what do you want to do, E.G.? I think EG just flat out asks what what is the problem here? Like he like looks at the Minotaur, looks at the Blishman trying to break it up and kinda gives a quick look to the presumed bar fight going on. Uh and is just asking what's happening. As if nothing happened behind him. Uh the Minotaur gestures at the at the militia and goes these assholes are tearing up my bar for n- no reason. They're I I don't know what they're doing in here, but I can't get them out, and they're destroying the whole damn place. And then you hear uh, Kelsey Grammer go, um, "We are looking for a criminal, and this is important business, and you are interfering. Okay, we don't want to have to call the city guard, but we will call the city guard. Okay." It's not up to me. It's not up to me. The the militia is here. We're we're just looking for a criminal, and you're causing you you are causing the problem. Uh, and then she turns back and starts screaming at this man again. Eg, so Eg's kind of like slow manner, and he's very you know speaks in a sleepy tone. He's got kind of shaggy hair covering his eyes, so he's looking around. And he's like, "Who's the criminal?" The Minotaur goes, there is no criminal. There's no criminal. I have no idea what they're talking about. They just are in my bar. 
Uh, and Kelsey Grammer goes, you know who it is. You're hiding him. You know he's in there. We know he's in there. We're going to find him. Uh, um, and they just start screaming back and forth again. Uh, E.G. takes a bag off of his belt that he's carrying, and he looks inside of it. And then, how is the uh, is Kelsey Grammer the the fan? i'm back sorry what was the question i was asking um we're all obviously gathered in front of the bar but like how far am i from kelsey Grammer, so to speak what was his name again did we get a name you have not gotten a name from okay. him yet so how far are we from how far am i from him uh i would say you are about damn it you guys you can't ask me measurements and you can't ask me measurements i'm the worst at measurements i'm gonna say about 10 feet uh because there is the minotaur woman and two militiamen between you and kelsey grammar uh and you can hear uh you again you can hear this other this first militiaman yelling as he kind of catches up to fiarki um Let's, Fiarki, what are you doing? Uh, so what's this militia member doing? Uh, he's kind of just running up to you and yelling. He, he this has is the a... one that, this is the one that threw or took off the bridge. Yes. Um, he is not engaging with you yet. I think he's, he, he seems a little scared to engage with you, but he is not scared to scream in your face. Okay. Um, I'm going to, um, so I have a morning star. Um, I'm imagining the flail, the flail version. Okay. <laughs> so kind of a longer handle chain with the metal ball in the end that spikes. Um, so I think I'm just going to like take it out of my belt and just, I'm just like holding it. Like, a, you know, like I'm holding the, the, um, chain and the handle, but I'm just like holding it. And I, I think I'm just like eyeing him up. I'm like, like you let's go <laughs> and i, I, I want to see what he does but i'm, I'm going to try to intimidate him yeah i think so i think we could if if we were interested if you are interested we could call for a conflict i personally am comfortable with saying like you intimidate him he shuts up he saw his friend you threw his friend overboard your friend tried to throw him over the bridge he sees you he can't, without he can't swim we established he can't yes swim. yes <laughs> Uh, and you pull out a mace, which is like a clear to him is like a very clear escalation of weaponry that he cannot match. And he's just like, fuck you. Uh, he kind of just takes a couple steps back. Uh, he stops following you so closely. He's still yelling at you, but he's not like he definitely backs up far enough that he is out of the reach of your flail. Um, um, and, wait, so oh. is he is he like between me and eg who's walked past him no he's behind you oh, okay yeah i'm just gonna keep going then okay and urtuk you swim uh over to this uh ladder that uh presumably and correct me if i'm 
wrong. Um, but I think you're, you swim over to the ladder on the side that y'all were heading to. And this person that's with the Minotaur is there. Uh, and they've kind of, uh, they're, they're holding onto the ladder and they reach out a hand to kind of help pull you up. Cause you've got a lot of gear. You've got your glaive. It, it's kind of hard for you to, they, they reach out a hand. I, I definitely take it. I sort of, um, now I'm just the sopping wet hyena. <laughs> the smell on the road. I definitely smell because the canal doesn't smell great. Um, and I think you know, just like uh, when a puffy dog like gets wet, just like all the fur just like sticks to them. So I definitely look like I've lost ten pounds <laughs> just by going in the water. But I think I I just sort of like flip my head back so that the hair gets out of my eyes and i'm like thanks honestly feels good in the heat uh, yeah I'm, I'm glad you're okay and they they kind of help pull you up so um, so what's what's going on these guys seem like dicks th yeah the militia came into my girlfriend's bar and they're uh they're tearing everything up um and we can't get them out and uh yeah i think i I'm, I'm starting to get a little worried and and they kind of they 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 take like a a deep breath and they're like you can tell they are scared they're they're really scared uh the minotaur is more angry than scared this person's very scared uh and let's go to eg again eg so you're you're about 10 feet away from uh fraser crane and as uh, Fraser Karen Crane screams at the Minotaur and the Minotaur yells back and you can still hear like there's there they are trashing the pub. Um, uh, so, oh, and you were you went to reach for something, right? Yeah. E.G. pulls a, a bag off of his uh, belt and he starts holding it out and he goes, I found the criminal. And he's like holding the bag, like saying, like, come like, look, look at this. You, you say this to to Fraser. He's like, Fra I found Fraser? a criminal. He like gives you a look, and he turns to the the, the one of the two militiamen, and he goes, "Well, we'll we'll go check." You, you've, and he like just keeps looking in the bag, like and like nodding, like. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> all, all, all right. Uh. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Go check. Make sure, check, see if he has my watch. And uh, uh, the, the one of the militiamen, uh, has, he has this pole, but, and you can tell he also has a flintlock pistol at his waist, um, but he's only holding the, the, the pole. He, okay. he kind of gives you a look and he takes a few steps forward and the Minotaur glares at him and he's, as he, this militiaman walks past the Minotaur and he walks up to you and goes, what, what do you got? You have you so he, have... he holds the bag out for the militiamen to like look into it. He looks in, and it's a bag of hammerheads <laughs> that he just swings up into the guy's face as hard as he can with a big <laughs> grin, by the way. Okay, all right, all right. Uh, this is gonna be so that that definitely is a hungry action, yeah. Not I thought for EG, but I think that this is a conflict. Um, yeah. And I'm going to say uh I'm going to say this is a scale 1 test to see if you can uh 
if you connect with this dude, what is your goal in hitting? Are you trying to like knock him out? Are you trying to knock him back? Like, what is your exact goal in this swing? He's trying to draw heat away from the bar, maybe to draw people out. If the couple spill, if if the attention comes onto us, they'll stop destroying the bar. They'll leave the Minotaur alone. Cool. So he's stepping in to take the heat off of her and her bar. So cool, Uh, cool, cool. Each each's uh, number is four, so I'm really worried here. But you need a uh, four or less. Six. All right. So uh, that is a failure. You yeah. can take that failure, or you can uh, re-roll. And again, you have uh, two slots for item re-rolls, two slots for detail re-rolls, and one slot for an injury re-roll. So for the item re-rolls, is that using one of the items from our inventory list? So yep. the, I'm actually, I mean, a bag of hammers was one of the, hammerheads is one of the items I rolled. So I imagine if I'm going to use it, maybe the bag gets torn or something to that effect. So it's kind of useless after this point. So yeah, to be clear, using an item for a reroll doesn't necessarily mean you lose the item. Okay. It just means you can't use it mechanically again. Got it, got it. Okay. Yeah. So I'll, you just, can... I'll, I'll go with that then. I'll, I'll use the, I'll mark that off as a item use for a reroll. Cool. And hope that I roll much better this time. I rolled worse. I rolled a no! nine this time. Uh, at this point, I'll probably just take the failure. Okay. Um, you swing up with this bag of hammers, uh, which I also think is fitting. We we talked a little bit about using uh some some new deception rules, and that was that was pretty tricky. Uh, but uh, yeah, that's fair. You, you you swing at him and he he dodges and takes a few steps back and he pulls out his pistol uh and he aims it at you and he's got the pole in one hand and the pistol in the other hand he goes hey hey what what's the big idea this doesn't concern you what are you what are you doing get it get out of here get 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 moving um so he has a gun trained on eg Ertuk, you are now up uh and so is fiarki uh the two of you are now like close by uh as um as this militiaman pulls a gun on eg i think the other militiaman is now kind of like trying to block like protect kelsey grammar he's got like one arm up near kelsey grammar and is like hey Hey, what's going on? They're both just shouting, yelling, yelling commands that are contradictory, that don't make any sense together. They're saying to leave. They're saying to put your arms down. They're saying to put your arms up. They're saying to get down. They're trying, saying to move. Um, nothing makes any sense. And the Minotaur is just kind of like, now she has her hands up because she doesn't want to get caught in the crossfire. Uh, there's definitely some, like, things have escalated in a very real way. I will say that EG at the very least uh, tries to stand, put put himself between the uh, militiamen and the Minotaur, so she wouldn't get hit by any crossfire were there to be any. But um, yeah, he's not going anywhere at the time being. Can so so I sort of shared like I think Urtuk is like always on the hunt for things of value for food. Based on my experience in the streets, can I see anything of value on Kelsey Grammer? Yeah, so he is very clearly a well-to-do 
human man. Um, he is wearing uh, a nice suit um, that is making, he is sweating profusely because he is wearing like this nice suit that is way too hot for being out in the streets. So he's just like sweating profusely. Uh, but he is wearing, he's wearing this nice suit. He has uh, these nice um, gold rings on his fingers. Uh, he has, I think like a very, um, some sort of like a uh, jeweled brooch, 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 jewel. He has like a, I don't, yeah. Yeah, some a brooch. Jewelry yeah. Yeah. brooch. Yeah. Um, like he looks, he looks very clearly well to do. How big is the brooch? Uh, about the size. Like, uh, I'm gonna say it's like this big. Um, and it's uh, it's a, it is a, it's the insignia of the um, the lobster guild. So he's like he is he's associated with some way with like the lobster trawling guild. Um, okay. Yeah. Um, I think I'm gonna turn to the unless um Fiarki, do you have is, do you have something you want to do? Because I, ha I have an idea. Go for it. Okay. I'm gonna turn to the human person that I've been talking to. Um, and I just say we'll give them a criminal. And I run at Kelsey Grammer. I would like to grab the brooch off of his chest and run into an alley. Okay, okay, cool. Because I, I think I've picked up on um, EG's idea of like pulling the heat away from the bar. So I'm going for the thing that this guy, I think this guy's going to value more than his watch, which is this like symbol of status and leadership in his guild. Perfect. Uh, this is definitely a conflict. Uh, what do you think, Tori? Do you think scale one or scale two? I think two. This feels at least on par with what was uh, happened on the bridge, which was also scale two. Mm -hmm. All right. Yeah, let's let's make this a scale two test. Um, okay. I will. So uh, one thing I will say, just in the interest of teaching the rules, right? So one thing that Urtuk has is a goddess of luck charm. If you wanted to narratively argue that this was maybe scale one so that, you know, you could get maybe get away with it quicker. If you were like, well, I have this goddess of luck charm, so I think that it is going to help me grab it and get away. So I want it to be scale one. That would be like a good argument for why you might want to oh. change the scale. Um, and then you, that wouldn't necessarily be using the item there that wouldn't be using the item for a reroll it would just be narratively bringing in the item to affect the scale that is something you could do it is not something you have to do hmm. i didn't think about the ways in which a smaller scale could be more helpful so that's if i if i argue for that for scale one and I use my item as narrative, like justification, I still need to roll, right? Yes. Yeah, I, I don't think the goddess of luck charm is so powerful that you would like automatically get away with this. Um, yeah. But I think it, it I, I think if you want to make the argument that it would help you do it, I would totally buy into that. 
I just I don't love the idea of like one role deciding whether I totally fair totally fair <laughs> yeah so I think I'm gonna let's let's keep it scale too because I think All I right. have to both get to Kelsey grammar and take it and then yeah. get away before they get me yep all okay. right okay I this is definitely still hungry okay here I go fix all right. Yeah, you charge forward and you you like weave right through these uh militiamen uh as their attention is on EG. You dive through, grab that brooch. Uh now you got to get away without getting maybe shot. Yep. Yep. Okay. <laughs> Four. All right. And you do. Yeah. You grab that brooch and you book it to the nearest alleyway. Uh, there, the, this building, like there's like one more shop front and then there's an alleyway that kind of ducks down into another passage. Uh, you grab this brooch and you book it. And Kelsey grammar starts shouting, yelling, uh, he grabs one of the militiamen and starts shaking him. And is like, she took my brooch. That knoll took my brooch. We gotta go get that. That's more important. This is more important. Um, and so uh, this uh, the militiaman with the gun turns uh, off of EG, and uh, Kelsey Grammer and these two militiamen are hmm. I'm gonna make I'm gonna make a roll just for uh to for me to see what they do. Cause I think the question is, do they go in and get the other militiamen in the pub? And that is gonna be a no. Uh I think one tries to get the militiamen in the pub out, and Kelsey just grabs him and goes, There's no time. You have to get her. Go get her, and shoves him. Uh, down the way uh, that leaves so uh, Ertuk is now running with the brooch uh, pursued by two militiamen one of whom has a pistol and Kelsey Grammer Fjarki and EG you are now in front of the pub that is like you can hear shouting yelling um, and you are with the human and the minotaur uh what do y'all want to do how many Sorry, oh, oh. go ahead i was just gonna ask is kg did he run after air also or is he still here EG? Who, the, the oh kelsey the guy grammar. who was oh, oh kelsey oh, oh. yes kelsey grammar also EG. does run after air oh okay gotcha um, unless gonna... unless somebody wants to stop him or stop somebody. I also think the militiamen behind you who's outside r runs past you and runs <coughs> chasing uh, uh, Ertuk. Um, well, I, it seems like we wanted to get attention away from the pub, which we didn't fully do. Um, so I think... My instinct is that Airtalk can probably handle these two in the city on her own. Um, and that maybe EG and uh Fjarki should maybe try and see if we can get the militia members out of the out of the pub. Yeah, how many are in there? 
causing problems. Yeah, I think you look through the window and you see three. Is that right? Let me do my math. There was three. There was. Yes. Okay. Uh, yeah, there's three militiamen inside. Uh, and they are, one of them is standing in the center. He's got a, uh, he's got a saber actually, and it's sheathed, um, but you can see it at his side and he's got this blue fez, uh, on his head, kind of cocked to the side. Um, and then there's two others that are just tearing through, uh, this pub, um, you can hear them kind of throwing stuff around. They're flipping tables. Uh, they're like rifling through cabinets and stuff. They are, they're basically just tearing the place apart. There's still a few patrons actually in there that are like very freaked out. Um, kind of just like keeping an eye on things, but like very weirded out by what's going on. But yeah, three militiamen tearing stuff up. So, uh, Fjarki is here with EG now. Like he's caught up to me, right? Mm -hmm. I like to imagine we both kind of step in and EG has a, a big cleaver he pulls off of his back and he just points at one of the guards and says, I found the criminal. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's going to work. Uh, I don't think that's going to work twice. This, uh, <laughs> this militiaman, you actually... Uh, I'm going to say, I think you recognize this guy, uh, EG, especially, um, yeah, I think EG or Fjarki, you might also recommend, recognize him if you've been getting in, if you've gotten in trouble in the past. Uh, this guy's name is, uh, Gospos Arquar and he is a dick. Um, he's this uh, tall human he's got a shitty little blonde mustache he wears this fez cocked to the side and he is always um pretending to be a cop to the point that he has like a gold badge for the militia um he wants so badly to be a member of the city guard and just isn't can't be even that um but he's constantly just doing like extra judicial bullshit um, causing people trouble because he's, he's not, I mean, not that the cops are bound by the law, but he is like, especially not bound by the law. He's just a bully with a bunch of thugs. Um, and he turns to you too. And he goes, get the fuck out of here. Can't you see we're in the middle of something? What are you doing? Get out. Uh, I, I think Fjarki is still like holding uh, his flail in his hand. And I think he just uh, like lets the chain part go. So the he's just holding the handle now and the chain like goes taut and the, the ball drops. Well, I love uh, that. That's, I can hear that. Like, yeah. Shink. While Fjarki is doing that, EG's holding the door open for normal patrons to leave. He's just kind of like gesturing for them to get out. I like that. Uh, yeah, they 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 kind of they start moving. They start going. Uh, and actually, like at, you hold this door open and the, these people start leaving. And then you see like kind of a, a big hand kind of 
goes on the door from the outside and comes inside and it's the minotaur woman <laughs> and she's in Hell she yeah. comes in now she kind of crosses her arms and she's like standing there beside you two uh she is unarmed but she is she's pretty big um and she is she's now with you uh and uh gospos again uh and his two cronies kind of like come out and uh one of them also has a pistol but they both only have those they have those poles and one has a pistol um and they're they like kind of front to the three of you and they're like what what are you gonna do get out of here we're on official business okay this minotaur is harboring a fugitive a criminal robbed from uh, a, a member of the elite okay so we know he's in here. We know he stole from uh, Mr. Bakwo, and uh, we're going to find him. So step outside, wait for us to find him, or better yet, tell us where he is, and then we won't have to do this to your shitty little pub. EG points at Sheriff Dickhole and just says, I found the criminal. <laughs> um. Yeah, I I think uh I think Fiarchy adds, he goes, I did it. I took the watch. Come here and get it. You were the criminal? All yes, right. EG. I took the watch. Wink. <laughs> Come here and get it did for it... me. Now I don't think now Arquar he didn't say it was a watch stolen, right? He Oh he didn't. He okay. Did. No, but but Outside the Fraser did. Oh um, yeah, yeah. Kelsey Grammer so, said it. So Grammer, you, right. so you would have heard that. The militiaman doesn't know that you heard that. So the fact that you like identify you like you said you took a watch and he didn't say it was a watch. I I think he, I think that gives him pause for a second. He goes. So you admit it? You you you're the one who you took the watch. Mm-hmm. Uh he pulls out a pistol with one hand, a flintlock pistol, and he holds out his hand. He goes, hand it over. I'll trade it for that bit of tin you have on your shirt. You snarky little shit. Uh Zach, what what's the room look like that we're in? Uh it is I'm gonna say it is bog standard fantasy tavern. It okay. is a it's a big room with a bar in the back, um, and generally there's a wooden tables like kind of set up nicely, but they've been thrown like a lot of them have been thrown over. <clears throat> there's some broken glass on the ground. There's like uh, ale and booze and wine, uh, kind of like all over puddles. Um, is I there anything was... between? Is there anything between us? Between uh, him? There could be. Is there? Are you interested in there being something? Uh. Not necessarily. I was just gonna okay. I was just gonna run at him. So I, I wanted to know if there was any obstacles. Okay, yeah, no, if if it uh, it is a clear path if you want it to be a clear path. Mm-hmm. Sure. All right. Uh you're charging at him? Mm-hmm. That sounds like a conflict to me. Um what do you think? Well, I'm gonna say if you're charging at Gospos, I think it's gonna be a well, what what is your intention? What are you trying to do? I'm going to hit him with my flail. 
<laughs> All right. Is that a, what do you think? One what, scale one or scale two? I'm going to say scale two. He's a, yeah. he's, he's a bigger, he's the, he's the big bad. He's got mm -hmm. a pistol. Um, and he is a little distance away from you. He's got his pistol out. So there's a chance like you getting to him, he could fire at you before you get to yeah. him. Um, and then also you're trying to swing and, and connect. Yeah. So I, I think this is a, this is a two, a scale two conflict. Okay. So I need to roll two. Well, so you're rolling one die. Yeah, you need two successes. You're going to roll one d10 first to resolve the first uh, test. Okay. Oh, hold on. Uh, that's a six. That is that's a success. One. So you charge forward. You close that gap. Uh, before he is able to lower his pistol, before he's able to aim his pistol. Um, and now it's a matter of connecting with that flail. Three. That is a hit. Um, so here's here's my question to you. Uh, what happens when your flail connects with Gospa Arquar? Hmm. Let, let me let me say this you are fighting one dude mm -hmm. your influence level is level one which means you can permanently affect individuals um so i i think i mean so fiarki was basically racing um the gun being shot so i think the target is probably trying to disable um, his arm in some way. <clears throat> so I think he swings for the arm. Um, and um, I think maybe the gun does go off. And you said it's like a flintlock, so mm -hmm. that would be it for the gun probably. Um, so I think I connect with his arm. Um, and I think he's probably pretty severely injured. But I, I, I imagine like trying to charge him, trying to beat him shooting me, like it's... I'm probably swinging a little wildly, so I I think I just connect with his arm. I'm I'm totally into that. You swing. Uh, we have an ask first for gore, so I won't get too graphic. But I your I think your morning star swings up, and either the chain or the head connect right here, and you just hear a snap uh, as you break his arm, and the gun goes off into the into the ceiling the smell of black powder fills the room these other two are freaking out i don't actually i don't know if they're gonna charge i think they are gonna charge i think they come running forward uh one has a pistol the other has a pole uh eg um i want to check in with you really quick before we check back with urtuk uh eg what are you doing i imagine if one is going towards uh are they charging after um Fiarki or are they charging after the Minotaur and EG? I think they're going for Fiarki. Fiarki just like busted up their leader. Um so I think they are primarily concerned with Fiarki. Um EG is going to try and uh intervene by at least tackling the one with the pistol. 
Cool. Because he sees him as more of a critical threat to Hierarchy uh, than the other one. Cool. So your hungry null number is four. Mm -hmm. This sounds a tackle, simple tackle, sounds like a scale one test to me. Mm -hmm. uh, scale one conflict, I mean. Um, so uh, you're going for a tackle. You uh, This sounds hungry, so you're going to want to roll a four or less. Ten. Ten. All right. Each is so, not very uh, good at the combat, it turns out. These are great rolls in a different game. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so you still have, uh, you have quite a few rerolls left. You can yes. take an injury. You can do details. Um, details include envi like the environment, allies. There, you can invent details. Uh, that so you want to bring like in what matter? Like how would that um play into the reroll? Uh, so that would be totally up for you to mm -hmm. decide. So you get to define what the detail is, but you could say. Uh, the Minotaur comes in and uh, uh, is it like uh, maybe the Minotaur is tackling the other one or comes charging in behind you. Uh, that could be a detail. A detail could be uh, the guy slips on some spilled beer. Uh, a detail could be uh, that he gets scared by the gun going off. Um, I think I got one. Anything in the environment you can bring in as a detail for a reroll. Uh, so I think what happens is EG attempts to like shoulder block him, but ends up skidding past him a bit. And he tries to, at the last second, grab a nearby chair and just spin around and swing it at him as an attempt to recover that. Cool. Uh, yeah, let's, let's re-roll. Two. Thank there you God. go. <laughs> So you yeah. swing that chair and it connects, it hits him and he goes down and you are standing over this guy. Uh, we're going to take a pause from there really quick to go back to Urtuk, who is sprinting through the hot city streets, uh, chased by a screaming Fraser Crane. And uh, is it two or three militiamen, a couple militiamen? Um, what, what, what are you doing, Urtuk? I think I'm I'm taking as many turns as I can to try to lose them or confuse them. Um, and then when I think I'm not, I, I don't know what. So my, my thinking is that like, I think Urtuk, I don't know about these these guys, but Urtuk, I grew up in the city. So like, I feel like I know the city very well. Um, and so I think once I feel I've made enough turns that they're still close, but maybe not super hot on my trail i think i'm gonna try to hide by jumping back into a canal okay so that All i right. can perhaps either get the jump on them or just let them pass me i'm gonna see 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 how see how the spirit moves me in the moment Okay, I'm going to say that this is a, a scale one test. Okay. I am also going to say that I think this is a null test because you are not directly acting with violence or with hunger. You have stolen something 
of valuable that you're trying to get away with, but I think you already have it. I think now it is a matter of protecting yourself, getting away. Um, I think this is a null role, but I am willing to, if you want to argue, I'm willing to, I'm open to that. If, if I change this to say, I'm gonna, what if instead of going into the canal, I climb up onto a roof and lay in wait for them to, ambush. to then, to then ambush. You're looking for an ambush spot. Yeah. Does that change? I, I think. I mean, I... listen, the prospect of taking on three guys, like, I think I'm, I'm hungry for violence. I don't know that I'm stupid. <laughs> <laughs> um, Okay, sorry. One more idea to throw out, and then and then I'll pick one. Okay. Am I close to any nearby knoll hangouts? Hmm, that's a good question. There is, so I would say yes. I think y'all are pretty local to the. Well, hmm, you didn't know the bar, uh, but you did know the militiamen. I think yeah, there's a good chance that you could find something. I think that would be I. I think if you wanted to try to find a null hangout to hide in, that would definitely be a null test. Well, specifically, okay, that's fine. That's fair. What I'm looking for is a null hangout where I know other nulls like us hang out. I'm mm -hmm, not just looking mm -hmm. for a place to hide. I'm looking for other people willing to fight. Okay. Raise an alarm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I think you could absolutely do that. It would definitely be a null test. Yeah. Okay. But I think on a success, you would you would find a a place with some with some rowdies. All right. Some rowdy folk. I'm I'm looking for some rowdies. Okay. I'm rolling for null. <laughs> my All right. my HGN is eight. So you need an <laughs> eight, nine, or ten to succeed on this test. It's gonna be a scale one. Uh you have all your rerolls available, yeah. so Okay. All right. Ten. Nice. You start running through the, the you run uh down this alley, you take a turn, you know where you are, and you know that there is a well, uh what do you what do you think this kind of this you know where there is a place where gnolls hang out and specifically gnolls like y'all that are that that are willing to get rowdy um what is what is the place um i think that there is a place not too many streets over from here where my siblings and I hide in like it's like a big sewer system grate um and it can like swing open if you know like where to push at it mm -hmm. um and we we like to go there when it's um when it's hot like today because it's sort of like cool and we don't mind the smell as much um so I think that's where I'm going because I know that some of my siblings are going to be there. I love that. I love that. All right. Uh, so yeah, you, you run, 
and uh are you okay yeah you run they are hot on your heels they are following you they're they're making their way you get to this grate you swing it open you peer in uh inside uh, are two of your siblings and one of their friends um some and uh as luck would have it it's like your two rowdiest siblings that are all like are down to clown for sure um and their friend who is a troublemaker who your mom is always like telling them not to hang around with because he's dangerous and he's gonna get them in trouble one day that's who's there and i think they're they're like they're smoking hanging out uh they've got you know they're they're kind of they're they're weapons of choice they've got their stuff and they're just kind of hanging out they see you looking real panicked uh and they look up and they're like what's up and we're gonna cut there real quick and go back to the bar where the minotaur eg and urtuk uh eg and fiarki are are rumbling uh eg has cracked a chair over this one militiaman the minotaur is wrestling with the other um and uh uh Fiarki, you are tussling with a screaming and very upset militia leader. What do y'all want to do? So there's <clears throat> there's currently wait, is the is the Minotaur with the third militia person? Yeah. Okay. So they're they're all sort of preoccupied. Yep. So there's there's three of y'all. There's three of them, and uh, everybody's kind of paired up and is rumbling. Um, I would like to. What's the main guy's name again? It is, uh, Gospos Arquar. Okay. Yeah, that's terrible. I'm gonna bite his neck. <laughs> <laughs> Let's Take go. Badge too, man. Take that goddamn badge. I, yeah, I know, think maybe maybe I'm like clawing at the shirt to like rip it off, but I'm also biting at his neck. Yeah, I think you you chomp down, man. I I'm not gonna make you roll for this. You broke his arm with a flail. He's like not in a good place. His two cronies are are being wrestled with, so they can't come to his aid. You grab that badge and you just chomp, and we get a a blood spray. Uh, across the bar and uh, I think his two cronies see this and are like oh no 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 I'm, no no not worth it and they get up and they run <laughs> they're like they are out the door they uh, they this this has gotten way out of hand for them they're like nope we can't this, this is not what we signed up for we wanted to bully a minotaur we don't know this ain't us and they they book it uh and uh yeah uh, uh gospos is donezo donezo <laughs> I, I think fiarki stands up and he uh, do no more clothes yeah okay i i think fiarki stands up and he takes the badge and he puts it on his shirt <laughs> uh add a militiaman badge to your inventory please absolutely uh, the Minotaur wipes her brow and she goes, oh, hot damn. 
you bit that dude's throat out. Nice. Fuck you, she says to his body. Um we are reaching the end of our uh of our sitch a little bit. So I, I kind of want to fast forward a little bit to uh uh Ertuk, you rolling up back to the bar with your uh uh your two siblings and their their rowdy friend uh they got um one of them has like is bleeding and has like a a a, like some cloth stuffed into their shoulder um but they are laughing their asses off they got that big hyena cackle as the four of you walk into the bar and the minotaur and uh her partner are there uh with eg and fiarki um and uh the minotaur is mopping up like a big puddle of blood and i think uh i think gospos is missing uh so what do y'all what do y'all want to do as as you kind of clear everything up oh also there is a young human man there a kid probably 14 years old um sitting at the bar looking uh very pale very flush as the as their human uh as the uh minotaur's partner kind of they they have their hands around him and are kind of holding him up at the bar and he's looking like very he looks sick um and uh yeah, this is the scene as uh as uh EG Fiarki are are there. What are you when Urtuk walks in, EG and Fiarki, what are y'all doing? EG's reaction would probably be to ask what's going on with the kid. Kind of so yeah, what's going on with him. Yeah, so you're talking with the kid. Uh the kid was um uh so the kid's name is um uh Trow. Trout tried him and he was uh fishing by the canal uh by uh a um a, a very fancy uh canal boat when some guy accused him of robbing the boat uh he just he, and th- this is what he tells you he's like I was fishing down by the by in, in the canal and this guy started screaming at me and yelling at me and he called the militia. So I just, I ran because I didn't know what else to do. So I ran to my cousin's, my cousin's pub and she hid me. EG uh, nods and then he uh, points to himself and then um, Ertuk and Ertuk's siblings are here now, right? I think he notices Ertuk and uh, Ertuk's family come in, and he points to uh, points to Fiarki and says, "If you need help, you look for us." Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, okay, thanks. And, he and just, like, the, pats the kid kind of heavy-handed on the head. Uh, I think the Minotaur speaks up, and there, and she's like, uh, "After today, y'all, we are we are tight. Y- anything y'all need, you come here." For anything 
because that was fucking brutal. Fuck yes. I also think Yarkin EG... burps. <laughs> EG then turns to Erzak and he goes, Erzak, Yarki is the sheriff now. And he just like points at the badge. I think uh, I, I gesture to the beautiful brooch currently on my chest. And I just say, great, we, we match now. And uh, is there any, like, and yeah, the the three of you reconvene with uh, with Ertuk, your, your family, and uh, this bar and their family. And um, I think y'all help them kind of tidy up, clean up some of the mess that the militiamen made. And um, I, th I think actually, sorry, as we're cleaning up, I think I just take the Minotaur aside. We don't, I don't think we know her name, but mm -mm. I think I just take the brooch off and I, and I say, take, you should have this just to, just to pay for the damage they did. Oh, I no, no. I, I push, I push it into her hand. Honestly, no, I can't take this. It's I, I y'all came through for us, and that was badass as hell. And I, I, I trust me, I don't need it. I, we'll clean up. They did a we'll lot rebuild. of. They did a lot of damage. What do you come? They owe you this. You deserve this. Take I it. I won't deny it twice. All right. Okay. Yeah, Cheers. she takes it. She goes. Thanks. Like I said. Y'all get anything you want here. How about some and drinks? It, hell yes. And uh, yeah, she's going to go back and, and make mix y'all some drinks. Uh, some XP that y'all definitely earned. Uh, you recruited an ally, so that's going to be an XP. You uh, helped their citizens in need. Um, and I think... Um, so I'm going to slightly revise that in the new version, uh, you like, uh, to something along the lines of you, uh, improve the lot of someone on your influence level, which I think you absolutely did. And you also devoured a sycophant. So that's going to be three XP. Uh, is there anything else like any epilogues that y'all want for this adventure that that y'all want to see your characters do or say or interact with anybody any of any other epilogues i think eg stays behind to help rebuild parts of the bar just doing repairs general stuff yeah I, I i like the idea of your engineering mind being able to like figure out like oh okay they broke this table but we can absolutely fix it in this way and so that it's gonna look nice still like i love that i think if that kid's still at the bar i think uh fiarchy maybe um i don't know if maybe one of the militia men had like a knife or something on him but i i think he takes it and brings it over to the kid it's just like uh you should learn how to use this they're not gonna stop I see. I like that. Yeah, he takes it and he kind of looks at it a little frightened, but, you know, definitely feels like he's ready to make a change. And uh, Ertuk, you, you got to talk to the Minotaur, but is there anything else that you want to do? Um, I think we see a very squat home near the edges of the city. And we can see like lots of bodies like moving around in the in the light. It's like past sunset. 
you have the bustling for like dinner time, supper. Um, hear a lot of like hyena cackles, similar to uh, what we heard when when previously when we entered the bar. And we don't go inside the house. I think we just see it from the, like the facade outside. And then I think as we pull back, we can just see like a small blue handkerchief uh, discarded very close to the front door. And someone nice. says, time for dinner. <laughs> I love that. That's fantastic. Perfect. And we are going to wrap there. Friends, that was Hungry Knolls Eat the Rich. Uh, I am ZW Garth. I am the designer for Hungry Knolls Eat the Rich. Once again, if you are watching this when it comes out in mid to late February, we are still kickstarting Hungry Knolls Eat the Rich for a physical copy of the zine until March 4th. I guess it's March 3rd at midnight. The Kickstarter ends. Um, we've just made enough to uh, get um a full color cover and uh i think our next goal for fundraising is to uh, get a custom character sheet i'm super excited about how the zine is shaping up i think it's going to be a really beautiful book that you absolutely want on your zine shelf of all of your anti-capitalist zines uh, whether or not you're a gamer or not i think you're going to really enjoy this game so please please check out the kickstarter if this sounded fun to you please check it out um and uh thank you very much once again that link to the kickstarter is bit.ly forward slash hungry zine i've been your gm and your designer zw garth i'm gonna go back one more time so that my wonderful amazing players can introduce themselves and pitch anything that they might want to pitch don't feel like you have to but you are welcome to uh zach b could you go first? Yep, I am Zach B. Uh, there's a lot of stuff with Heart Points, so listen to the other Heart Points episodes if you're listening uh, via the Heart Points site. Thank you, Zach B. Tori. I'm Tori or Victoria. I use she, her pronouns. And if you work in or have interest in libraries and library spaces, hit me up on Twitter uh at some s-o-m-e tourist t-o-r-i-s-t and thank you in advance for your grace and flexibility as i take forever to respond because i don't usually check twitter you can be forgiven for that twitter is a hellhole uh and especially now uh but thank you very much victoria for joining us and james I am James, he, him, and I make cyberpunk slash dark synth music at neonshutter.bandcamp.com. Uh, and I'm also Neon Shutter on Twitter. Awesome. Thank the three of you so much again. That was a great session. I had so much fun. I hope that you enjoyed it. I hope you listening at home uh, enjoyed the story that we told. And uh, thank you all again so much from the bottom of my heart. Thanks, Zach. Check out us. Hungry Knolls and eat the rich. Eat the rich. Eat the rich. <laughs> <laughs>